Hello, and welcome to Getting More Done with Evernote, Episode 2. In this episode, Evernote announced a new beta program, commentary on the new Evernote video behind the scenes, achieving feature parity in Evernote Web with Stacey Harmon, Evernote Certified Consultant. I'm your host, Ray Sidney Smith, Evernote user since 2009, Evernote Certified Consultant, and Evernote Regional Leader for North America. As you can imagine, I love Evernote. And with getting more done with Evernote, I hope to help everyone love Evernote, or at least enjoy digital note-taking a little more with each episode. So let's get into it. First and foremost, Evernote has launched a new beta program. So if you head over to the Evernote beta program website, I've put a link to that in the show notes, you will see all of the details for being able to sign up for the beta program. To answer some people's questions about the beta program to kind of get started, uh, just know that the beta program is free. It's to help you prototype software that the Evernote development team is working on across all of the platforms and to help you kind of get an, a glimpse into how new things are being built at Evernote. Now, of course, their goal is to test and get feedback from you users and Evernote community leaders, as well as Evernote certified consultants about how the software is working out there in the wild. And so the program's free. They are not going to be allowing everybody into every beta. They're going to be choosing participants into the program that will fit their needs for testing those kinds of things. And so it's going to be a little bit more selective than the uh, general uh, quote unquote betas, which anyone can download and still install. So this sounds to me like it's a little bit before you get to the official betas that, that hit the public that anyone can install. I tend to recommend to everybody that if you're going to join a beta program like this, make sure that you know the risks of your system. If you're using it, certainly on a production system, I don't recommend that generally. But if you are, make sure you have a backup of your Evernote database and you are very clear about the fact that you are testing software that may not be yet ready for game time. Using beta software also comes with a confidentiality agreement. You are agreeing to not disclose what you're seeing inside of the program unless Evernote themselves publicly discloses any technical information about that beta software. And of course, beta software doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to become the general release, the publicly available software. So features that you see in the beta software won't necessarily be in the final software as it stands. So. I suggest everybody come to the page, look at it, see if it is something that you're interested in doing, and then you can complete the form. You'll note on the form that it requires you to put in an email address. Remember to put in the one that is for your Evernote account, the one that you use to log in with your Evernote account. It gives you a selection of the various platforms, the web browser at evernote.com, iPad, iPhone, iOS, Android, Windows, Mac, and curiously, Linux. Then it asks you how often you use Evernote. And in the selection dropdown, it says mostly personal, mostly work, and so on and so forth. And then how often you use Evernote. Then you agree to the terms of service, and then you're entered into the beta. At that point, they'll contact you if they need you in one of the beta software testing opportunities. So as you know, Evernote has been putting out this behind the scenes series. And in the latest video, Achieving Feature Parity in Evernote Web, I decided to have a conversation with my colleague, uh, Stacey Harmon. She is an Evernote certified consultant, Evernote regional leader for North America. And she's the owner of Harmon Enterprises that helps you solve your productivity problems using Evernote. How's it going, Stacey? It's going great. I'm so excited to be here with you. 
Wonderful. Thank you for joining me here on Getting More Done with Evernote. And so what we're going to do on these episodes is invite Stacy on and other Evernote certified consultants when Evernote puts out these videos and kind of do a mystery science theater 3000 kind of thing. <laughs> I love it. I look at it well, like the mo- Monday morning quarterback of uh, the, the announcements from Evernote. <laughs> right, exactly. And kind of talk about the context of what's going on uh, behind the scenes as Evernote is doing this, this overhaul of its back end. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, pun intended, uh, behind uh, feature parity in Evernote Web. Many people may have read my article like uh, about why Michael Hyatt's wrong about organizing Evernote with tags. I talk about tags or notebooks as your organizational structure. And the very first point I make in there is that tags do not render the same way across the different platforms. And this has been a huge issue for a lot of people. So you have a whole nested tag structure on your desktop client, and then you go to your mobile phone and it's all flattened out. (laughs) It's a little bit of a challenge, right? (laughs) So Evernote knows that this is a challenge for a large percentage of users, many of who do organize their Evernote via tags, which is a perfectly viable way to organize your Evernote account, obviously. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm I'm not debating that that's not a, a possible way and an effective way for many, many users. But the point is that <clears throat> if the feature works different on different platforms, you really have to take that into consideration when you are organizing your account. So Evernote is has made a major announcement in this latest behind the scenes video that they're bringing nested opportunities to all the platforms and they're starting with the web. And that's exciting news for tag centric users. Yeah, I'm really very, very excited about this dissimilar to you, I am very tag-centric. And I think that's the beauty of Evernote, which is that we can both be on the same platform and use it in such a fundamentally different way and get the same productive benefits out of it. One of the things that was really unique about the way in which they talked about it was this is all in testing mode. So what they're showing on screen is the way in which they're allowing for nested tags and the ability for there to be this uniform way that tags will be experienced across desktop and mobile. There was a little bit of debate in the Evernote discussion forum, and I'll put a link to both your article that you wrote, Stacey, as well as the discussion forum that's talking about this particular behind-the-scenes video. There was a lot of discussion about the way in which people can create and manifest tags using either prefixes or suffixes on the tags in order to make them more useful in filtering. And I think there's some really good points that were made in there. One of them that I really like is that I like using tag suffixes as opposed to using prefixes because you can use the wildcard, the asterisk at the end to be able to look at the hierarchy of a tag structure. So the example that I think one of the users provided in there was because they were talking about restaurants in different cities. So you could put restaurant underscore uh, Brooklyn, restaurant underscore Manhattan, restaurant underscore New Jersey. Then when you're searching, you can type in tag colon restaurant asterisk, which is the wildcard, and now find all of those restaurant notes that were tagged restaurant with any of the underscores. Know that already exists in Evernote, so use it. Uh, But at the same time now, we'll be able to have this ability to drag and drop, hopefully, your tags in hierarchy so that you can actually see them where they belong and live. I actually think it's a real game changer for how people can fundamentally think about how they organize Evernote. I think when the feature behaves the same across all the platforms, it opens up a lot of possibility and minimizes a lot of confusion for users across the board. So I love that power tip that you just gave. You and I are so in alignment with our strategy, how we're going to organize the account. So even though you're deploying that in tags, you know, a similar thing 
is in notebooks. I mean, both of us are utilizing the concept of naming conventions really matter in how you utilize the platform. So I think that's a that's an outstanding tip. And I agree, everybody should be using it now. But having the ability to group tags to bring some visual organization and mental logic uh, to your data and your tag usage is going to be amazing. And the ability to pull that on web or a mobile device is going to be outstanding as well. And I think this also overcomes the the ever uh, encroaching notebook problem that is that we have a, a system limit on the number of notebooks that you can have, and it depends on your account level. And now if you're using tags in this visual hierarchy that you talked about, now that problem really goes away because what's the difference between a tag and a notebook visually, at least for folks, it becomes a little less of a problem, I think, for some people to be able to have their, their hierarchy, their structure visually oriented. And I think that helps maybe reduce some of those barriers. I agree totally. I think it expands options for everybody. I think it's an outstanding move. And uh, I look forward to seeing, you know, how how this adjusts my recommendations for how you would uh, structure Evernote from the beginning, because some of, you know, what my perspective is, is there's not a right or wrong way to organize Evernote, number one, uh, very much in alignment. The flexibility is the key. But I do advocate that when you're starting to organize Evernote, you pick that your primary organizational structure is either going to be with notebooks or tags. And it takes a fairly good understanding of Evernote to really pick the right thing for you for, you know, and projecting out long term and all that kind of stuff, you know. So we can get into all of that at a, at a different discussion. What they've done here is expand the options this consistency is just going to matter to users and it makes a big difference. And uh, I think it's exciting. It may adjust my recommendation about how adamant I am about a notebooks-based approach in particularly my products. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities that open up for tag-based organization as a result of this. Absolutely. And I think there are three fundamental things you need to really be able to do in Evernote. I think it's it's capturing in the right modalities, there is then being able to filter and then find. And I think search and finding is very different than filtering uh, because filtering requires an ontology and ontological approach, whereas search is typing words into a field and pulling up the the right things. Um, and I and I think that you know being able to look at things in the right approach is really important, and that's what you're talking about. And you have to make those big ticket choices upfront when you start with a system; otherwise, Evernote becomes a junk drawer. And uh, and I know a lot of people out there. You may be listening right now, where Evernote is your junk drawer, and I. I fully support that. That's okay. But when you're ready to get organized, then know that you're going to have to make some transitions as it relates to how you set up your system to get there. In in the video, what I thought was really interesting, and, and we talked a little bit about this in um, in the prelude to to recording, was the fact that they were doing they're doing this in Evernote Web, and and there's a very good reason why they're doing it in Evernote Web, which is that it's the easiest place for them to iterate. They can make changes on the fly and not have to push it through the app stores and and through different platforms and and so on and so forth. But there is a double edged sword. There to them doing it on, on Evernote web, right? For sure. I mean, for like myself and I'm guessing you and most of the, almost anybody that is a customer of mine, we're not using the web. We're using the desktop client and we're using the mobile clients, um, mostly for the speed. And again, the features that those apps offer. So it's, I'm super grateful to Evernote for showing us what they're working on because it can really feel like we're not experiencing much at the app level. But what we're seeing is that 
because this is happening at the unified code base level on the web, where Ian explained in an earlier video how much flexibility that gives them. And then once it's refined, the ability to push that parity out to all of the other channels will, in theory, be simpler. Now, I have no coding experience, so I could be <laughs> raised probably far more qualified to speak on this. But this is the takeaway I'm getting from the education that Evernote is providing us. And it helps me to understand and be really, really optimistic, really optimistic optimistic about what they're doing and the fact that they understand what users really enjoy about these clients, uh, these local clients, and they're bringing that experience with the evolution of coding and, and technology industry. Um, they're keeping up with it. So I'm excited. We started in one place with Evernote, and this is the time for a really fundamental change so that we can uh, grow for the future. And I think this is this is the time to do it. And Evernote Web, as you said, is, is kind of the limited space. I think people who are or using the free version of Evernote or who are limited in their in enterprise environments from being able to use the Evernote desktop clients, but it is a smaller, in my opinion, smaller uh, user base. Well, and for sure in the video... And, you know, the video highlighted some of the things that we as desktop users appreciate all the time. You know, we are able to collapse that sidebar and don't even think twice about it. Uh, we also can create stacks very effortlessly. Now we do how you do it. I think it's interesting to see how it's done. Stack creation on the Mac and the PC client is different currently. So it'll be interesting to see if that evolves and becomes more consistent as well. But the fact that he showed in the beta for the web that now we can easily create stacks um, in the web client, uh, again, another great feature <laughs> that um, power users take for granted in the local apps is now going to be available everywhere we are. And I assume that means also we're going to see it in mobile, which would be interesting. You know, mobile devices, we spend so much of our time there with engaging with Evernote. And I often teach that you should organize uh, on your desktop and use the mobile device for capture and find not to organize. Like you're going to be frustrated if you try to organize on your, on your iOS app. But if you have one of the more robust iPads and the iOS app there, you know, I mean, there's some screen real estate there where it would be really nice if you could be creating those stacks pretty effortlessly uh, from those devices. So I'm optimistic that what they're showing us is going to percolate out to all of the apps eventually. I think this is going to be something fun to watch and uh, we're going to see a lot of uh, growth growth there. Something that maybe uh, listeners don't know about Stacy and I, but we both have a love of GTD or getting things done. And, uh, do. <laughs> and, uh, yes. and so uh, Stacy, you have a, a, a webinar upcoming that's going to be talking about Evernote and achieving inbox zero. And then after that, you're doing actually another webinar. And what's that one all about? The August webinar is about starting fresh with Evernote. So as I put it, a lot of people have, you know, you alluded to the fact that if you don't have a plan up front, your Evernote can become a digital dumping ground pretty quick. Um, and there's lots and lots of people out there who still benefit from Evernote because search is so powerful. But what I say is, look, let's just acknowledge that your Evernote's become a hot mess. <laughs> and let's, let's start fresh with Evernote. And I'm going to walk you through a six-step plan to have a clean start with Evernote and still retain everything that you have already put into Evernote. So you'll have a, it'll be like 
a clean sweep of your desk. So your desktop gets organized and all your papers are put away, but you can still benefit from all the stuff that you created. You know, I'll tell you this, what I'm trying to get people to do is not create a brand new Evernote account and not delete all their data because you want to centralize. You don't want to create, it's a bad idea to have multiple Evernote accounts. Then the second thing is you put, you kept that data for some reason maybe you need it five years from now. So let's not delete it. Let's just put it in a place where it's not uh, impacting you on a day-to-day. So the webinar will be designed to talk about that. So people can find that at events.evernote.com. I'll put a link to that in the show notes to to uh, the webinars. And uh, and I'll also have a link to uh, how folks can find you, Stacy, which is at harmonenterprises.com, as well as learning more about the Everdone program that you have and all kinds of other fun stuff. Thank you so much for joining me here on Getting More Done with Evernote, Stacy. I loved being here. Thanks for having me. With that, check out the Evernote events page. As I talked about, there are at least three upcoming webinars that might be of interest to you in the next several weeks and the next month. Achieve Inbox, Zero with Evernote with Stacy on July 17th, using Evernote with Getting Things Done on July 23rd, that's with me. Then again, Stacy is doing one called Starting Fresh with Evernote that she just talked about on August 14th. So head over to the show notes, you can click on any one of those events and go ahead and RSVP. And that brings us to the end of episode Two, if you'd like to learn more and follow me, feel free to head over to getting more done with evernote.com. That's all for now. This is Ray Sidney Smith, Evernote Certified Consultant for Getting More Done with Evernote. Here's to your productive life.